This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 31st, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 71 of this series, right? And I've actually taught on faith and patience multiple times. So there are different volumes to this, right? So this is volume four, and I'm, I'm closing this piece out. So I've been teaching on Joseph for months, and I'm ending it today on this Friday morning. So Faith and Patience, part 71, closing out this part of it. On Monday, I'm going to start a new you know, endeavor into flowing in the same vein, and we're going to deal with David. So we're going to start studying the life of David starting Monday. But today, let's close out the story of Joseph. The title of today's message is, It's Worth It. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, I'm telling you, it is worth it. It was worth it for Joseph. It's been worth it for me. It's going to be worth it for you. Let's talk about it. So our foundational scripture uh, for this series uh, has been James 1, 2 through 4 and Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. The Bible says in James 1, 2 through 4, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can, right? I'm not moved by what's going on. What's happening to me is actually happening for me. So you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows stronger, 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 it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's where you want to get. You want to get to the point where God could look at you and say, that's my son. That's my daughter. He is mature. She is mature. He's, he's living off of meat and not off of milk. And Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, the Bible says that there's, listen, there's a time, there's a season for everything. And everything in your life is going to happen when? At just the right time. So what does this mean to you today? As I close out this series, as I do like another recap of Joseph and what we've learned thus far, as I'm talking about the fact that it is worth it. It's going to be worth it for me. It's going to be worth it for you. So what does this mean to you today on this Friday morning? As we close out the week strong and head into the weekend strong, I want you to, to lean in, rid yourself of all distractions, lock in now. Five things for you this morning. Number one, here we go. You must learn, I must learn too, we must learn to be okay with God's timing. So this series has been about faith and patience, right? So we got to learn to be okay with God's timing. While it is true that everything that God prepared for you from the foundations of the world is already done, it's already been prepared, it's already stored up. But the thing is that these things that you need to complete your divine assignment that are already stored up for you, that they have your name on it, they've been reserved, all of that is true. But it's also true that they will not manifest in your life until the right time. So it's not like these things are going to happen before their time. This is why you must learn both. You got to develop patience and then learn discernment, right? So you, you need patience and discernment. 
You need discernment to know when it is the timing of God, because when that time comes, you need to move out, right? So until then, God needs you to wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But when God says go, you better go. You know, I mean, so so you need discernment to know when that time comes. When that time comes, you got to go no matter what. But until that time comes, you need the patience to hold on and you got to be okay with holding on. You got to be okay with holding on and not going when God says don't go. And then you got to be okay with going when God says go. So you need patience and discernment. You got it? So let's say that you discover something that God wants to do in your life. Uh, It could be a million things. Whatever it is that God is destined for you for this season, God reveals it to you. So now that you know, hey, this is it. This is for me. This is God's purpose. This is God's desire. This is what God is going to do. Now, God revealed to you the what, and you you have a a picture of the what. But what God didn't do is tell you when. (laughs) And so so now you're like, oh, so now I don't know when. So you got to hold on until your change comes. You got to hold on until the timing comes. But while you're waiting on the when, the devil is going to try to do everything that he can to get you to struggle with the what. So this is what, what happens to a lot of Christians, unfortunately, is that while you're waiting on the when, the devil comes and says, well, maybe you missed God. Maybe it wasn't God's will. Maybe, maybe, oh no, that wasn't, that wasn't, that was just you. You know, you need to, nah, that wasn't really God. And so the devil is trying to get you to, to turn off your faith switch, right? You, he wants your faith switch to not be in the on position, to be in the off position. And so while you may struggle with the when, you shouldn't struggle with the what. You need to hold on and keep believing for God to do what he said he would do in your life. And it does take a certain level of trust. I've been teaching on faith, but faith and trust are not the same thing. Faith is I'm confident that God is going to do X, Y, or Z based on what he said. Trust is that even when I don't know what he's doing, God is still God, and I know he's my daddy, and I know he loves me. So there are some things that I don't know. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know. Look, I don't know. But I trust him. I trust him anyway. And so there's some things that I clearly have faith for, and there's some things that I'm just trusting God. I'm trusting. And so so even when I don't know what God is doing, I still trust him. And if if you live that way, then you'll be able to hold on until God's timing is manifested. You got it? All right, number two. God can redeem the time. Now, see, this is another one that's really important because God sometimes doesn't do stuff like you think it's going to happen in 10 minutes. It may be 10 weeks. You think it's 10 weeks. It may be 10 months. You think it's 10 months. It may be 10 years. But when, when God finally does it, though, watch this. We serve a God who can redeem the time. And, and so he can restore unto you the years uh, of the, the canker worm, the palm worm, all of these things, that the, the years that, and the time that the enemy stole, he can restore it to you. We serve a God who can restore the time. No matter ho- how old you are, no, no matter, you know, if you think you've disqualified yourself, if you think it's too late, listen, if you're still breathing, if this air still flowing through your lungs and blood still flowing through your veins and God is not through with you, purpose is still locked up inside of you and God can still do it. And when he does it, he can redeem the time. He can restore unto you the years that were lost by your bad decisions or by the opposition of the enemy. And when God does it, I'm telling you, God can, he can redeem the time. One of the examples that I gave in this series was Joseph's father, Jacob. Jacob worked for his father-in-law. For, ten, uh, for actually 20 years. And in those 20 years, his father-in-law was changing his wages 10 times. And his father-in-law was becoming rich off of Jacob and, and becoming rich because the blessing of Abraham was on Jacob. And so now uh, uh, he's like, man, this is not right. He says, I got to do something. He says, Lord, what do I do? He says, you need to change from 
uh, switch systems, right? Go from buying and selling to sowing and reaping. Trust me. Go, go and tell your father-in-law, hey, instead of doing paying me for this, I want you to pay me for that. And just let's go with the spotted and speckled lambs kind of things and goats. And so he switched systems. And in one year, in the 21st year, he made more money than in the previous 20 years combined. We serve a God that can redeem the time. When God does it, I'm telling you, you got to open up your heart to God's best and know you're not too old and know it's not too late. It's never too late for God. God can do it. And when he does it, he can do it in such a way that you will look back and be like, look at, look at God. He restored everything to me. This is a season of restoration and the restitution of all things. God is going to make the devil pay double for your trouble. I'm saying so keep believing God and keep your heart open anything that you give up look at look at me anything that you give up for God anything that you anything that that you had to overcome because of the purpose that's on your life has become a seed and God will see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown number three here's here's a very important one look at me God never said it would be easy so Yes, God's call on your life is finished. It's established. It will not change. You cannot disqualify yourself because you can't disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for in the first place. So your job is to believe and receive who it is that God has called you to be. You're not perfect. Jesus was perfect for you. You're not, you're not righteous. Jesus was righteous for you, right? All of that. So you receive his righteousness. You're covered by the blood of Jesus, all of that. And then God's work uh, and his plan for my life is finished, is already done. But for you to become the man or the woman that God called you to be, it's going to cost you something. The call is free and this there's a high cost to the free gift. So God calls you for free and then for you to become who it is that God has called you to be is going to cost you something. What is it going to cost me, Rick? It's going to cost you everything. It's going to, you have to give up the life that you wanted for the life that God called you into. And so when you come to God, in most cases, people, I was 23 years old, I had plans. And so people, you're going to come to God and you're going to have plans. You're already going to have like, hey, this is, I got this thing mapped out. One year plan, five year plan, 10 year goal, long term goals, all that stuff. And that's cool. And then God starts to reveal to you the life that he wants for you to have. And you have to be willing to give up. You have to be willing to give up the life that you wanted for the life that God wants for you. And, and it's not going to be easy. And, and you are going to face opposition. And the devil, you know, you got a target on your back because you're a, a child of the most high God. And, and you have to be okay with all of that. And the grace of God is on you to overcome. But listen, you there's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to go through and overcome. But you have to believe that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And I'm telling you, if you do it, it will be worth it. Number four, I would love to tell you, oh, it's going to be easy, but that would be a lie. Number four, God uses imperfect people. This means that you qualify. <laughs> so God uses imperfect people. That means that I qualify. So, so listen, while you walk with God, you'll believe in God and you're like, okay, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to hold on. I, I, I'm going to hold on to my change come. And so while you're believing God for something, you know what's going to happen in the process? Like this is when God gave you the promise. And then this is when he's going to manifest the promise, right? It, there's a space between the promise and the performance. So in that space, guess what? Newsflash, you are going to make some mistakes. So in that space, you're going to mess up. You know why you're going to mess up? Because you're human. Matter of fact, the Bible says if you claim to be without sin, you're a liar, right? The truth is not in you. So don't act like you're perfect. You're not perfect. So between here and there, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have issues. You're going to mess up. So when you mess up, because you will mess up, when you mess up, the devil is going to say, ah, you've disqualified yourself. 
That's it. That's it. You can forget. Don't believe God no more. It's over. Now you're not going to get it. You're, now you're not worthy. You got that phone call. You went off on your cousin. You cursed her out. Now you're not worthy. Can I tell you something? You were not worthy before the phone call. You were not worthy before God called you. So get over yourself. Re Listen, you're not worthy. You're not worthy today. You're not going to be worthy tomorrow. You're not ever going to be worthy. God calls you by grace, not by your performance. So you have to be okay with the fact that God uses imperfect people. We serve a God who's in the business of making holy garments out of flawed material. So that means that God uses messed up people. He uses them all throughout the Bible and he uses them today. And so God uses me, not because I'm so good, but because God is good. And so you got to be okay with that. And get that down in your heart. God is good. You're not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for you. When the devil brings up your past, he's reminding you of your past. You remind him of his future and get that over with. All right. Number five. And finally, last thing, last thing, as I close out this series, as we close out this week, number five, God will make it worth it. He's going to make it all worth it. I'm telling you in the end, Joseph wound up living a life. Yes. Did Joseph go through the pit? Yes. Did he live as a slave? Yes. Did he have to go to prison for something that he didn't do? Yeah, he did all that stuff. But in the end, he wound up living a life that was that far exceeded his wildest dreams. And listen, I'm already living that life. Like, I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I, I, I was raised as a son of immigrants in East New York, Brooklyn, the, the murder capital of the murder capital of the United States at the time. And me growing up in Brooklyn, I was like, oh my God, I, you know, whatever dreams I had, my life right now, and I'm a young man still, my life right now, I'm already, I've already far exceeded anything I ever thought I was going to be or, or accomplish or do. I'm already living that life and I still got a long way to go. So I'm saying that, listen, Joseph, it, God made it worth it for Joseph. Now, now for me, it hasn't been easy for me either. It wasn't easy for Joseph. It hasn't been easy for my wife, Isabella. But at the end of the day, God is going to make it worth it. God, anything that, listen, once again, anything that you go through, anything that you give up for God, God says, you really wanted this. And God said, no, don't do that. Go this way. You're like, Ugh. all right, fine. I'm going to give that up as a seed. Anything you give up for God, that's a seed. Any, any obstacle you have to overcome for God, that's a seed. And God is the Lord of the harvest. He's going to see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown. He is going to make it worth it. I'm telling you. And then last thing is, I'll be honest with you. Giving up the life that you wanted for the life that God is leading you into, even though you don't have all the answers, that's scary for a lot of people. You know, there's a, there, I, I, right now, like, I mean, there, there are things, my wife and I are in Virginia. There were things that we wanted that we even said publicly, that we said from the pulpit, there were things that we said that we wanted. And God said, no, I want you to stay here. I want you to stay in Virginia. This is what I want you to do. And for you to give up something that you really wanted for God, when you don't even know why, like he hasn't given you all the answers. And he's like, no, I just want you to do this. And you're like, for you to do that, I can understand how that's scary to a lot of people. That's what God did with Abraham. That's what, listen, God, there's all types of bi biblical evidence for this. But what I'm saying is that when God says, no, this is what I want you to do, and you're walking and living by faith, you can't be in control. You're not in control. When I say um, my life is not my own, this is not just a statement. I mean, like, this is how I live. God says, do this, and that's it. Like, even though I may not want to do it, but, but we do it. Why? Because God said, do it, and God is God. He's, it's not... 
God is not my servant. He's my God, right? So it's not the tail wagging the dog. He, he, I'm not commanding him. He's not here to do what I say or I command God. No, no, no. I would, that would make me God's God. No, God commands me. Faith is me doing what he tells me to do, not the other way around. So, so listen, if you're like me, when I came to God, I like to have everything mapped out. And I know a lot of people like that, like to have everything, you know, mapped out one year, five year, 10 year, 20 year. And you like to be in control and you like to be very organized and you like to, every I is dotted, every T is crossed and everything. You know, I got it all of that. That's cool and everything. But if you need all the answers, if you have all the answers, then you can't live by faith. If you know everything, then you're not living by faith. For you to live by faith, it means that I, I'm believing in some stuff I can't see. I'm believing that the unseen is, is going to manifest and, and there's some things I can't validate with sense realm evidence and there's some things that don't make sense and there's some things I can't tell some certain people because they'll think I'm crazy and, I, I, and, and, and oh my God, and God is telling me to do this and I have no way to validate it and I have no sense realm evidence, but in my heart, in my knower, I know that this is what God is telling me to do and so let, I don't, listen, this is what God did with Joseph. He did it with Abraham. He, he's done it with us. He'll do it with you. God will lead you to do things that he's not going to give you all the answers up front. He's not going to tell you everything up front because if he gave you all the answers, you wouldn't require faith. And so you now you're living by faith and you don't know and you don't have all the answers. And, and sometimes people ask, well, what about this? What? Listen, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know. I, but but I'm, I, know, I don't know where I'm going sometimes, but I know who I'm following. And I know that I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. And so, so for you to walk with God, it, you got to be comfortable with a certain level of discomfort. You got to be comfortable with a certain level of mystery. There's a certain level of mystery to walking with God. And you won't have all the answers and you won't know everything. And, and you won't know. I mean, but God will give you enough light for one more step. Let me close with this. Uh, um, uh, it, the Bible says, David wrote, he says, your word is, is like a light unto my path and a lamp unto my step. And what David was talking about was these ankle lamps in the Old Testament. I don't know if you've ever been in the country where there's no electricity and it gets dark. When, when you're somewhere, and like when I went to the Dominican Republic as a kid and there was no electricity in my grandmother's house, when it, got, when it was nighttime, doggone it, it was dark. Like you can't even see your hands sometimes in front of your face. And so David is talking about, this is how dark it is in the desert. And so you had these ankle lamps and, and, and with the ankle lamps, you put it on the outside, it was like a, a candle on the outside of your ankles. And so you would take one step and you, you couldn't see what's down the road. You can't see what's around the corner, but you have enough light for one more step. And then you take another step and then there you go. You can't see what's down the road. You can't see what's around the corner, but you have enough light for one more step. And we serve a God who will give you enough light for the next step and then the next step after that and you have to trust God and living by faith means that I'm just going to live step by step. I'm going to make whatever decisions he tells me to make. I'm going to go where he tells me to go. I'm going to say what he tells me to say. I'm going to do what he needs me to do and I don't have all the answers but I and I don't know and I don't know. Listen and, and leave me alone with all of that stuff. I can't tell you everything that's going to happen. What I do know is that it's going to be worth it and what I do know is that it's going to be good and what I do know is that my God made plans for me, for me before the world began and like he did it for Joseph, like like he did it for Job, like he did it for Abraham, like he did it for Paul, God will do it and he will do it for me and he will do it for you. And living by faith means that you, listen, you are following God and I'm telling you, I promise you, it will be worth it in the end. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I hope that this series has been a blessing to you. We've taken our time. We've gone through this line by line. And now we're going to deal with David starting next week. Uh, I've really enjoyed studying the life of Joseph. I hope that you have as well. Let's, let's lift up our voice and declare this now. Say, Father, I thank you 
for revealing to me your plans and purposes. I walk and live by faith. I know it will not be easy, but I also know it will be worth it. You have given me the grace to overcome every obstacle and to hold on long enough to see what you said. So I say what you said, fully believing what you have promised. And I refuse to allow what I see to change what I say. This is why I keep saying that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I know I was preaching today. I got excited. We close out this series. It is worth it. it God is going to make it worth it. Listen, God will never be in debt to you. Anything you give up for him, he will ensure that you reap a harvest on it. And it will be amazing. And you will become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Do me a favor. Share this on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. If this series has been a blessing to you, do me a favor for me. Just leave me some comments in the chat on YouTube, on Facebook. I want to hear what, what you have to say. I want to hear how this series has been a blessing to you and then share it. And this is a message, this last one, because I did do a little preaching. You might need to watch this again just to get fired up and encouraged. Go into this day. Go into this weekend. The best is yet to come. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday.